Before we begin this edition of the Olympopod Beijing bonus, I have a quick disclaimer. We experienced a slight technology spill yesterday evening and had to resort to using our backup audio. Think of this as a quaint nod to the Olympopods of old. Secondly, we do make a number of self-congratulatory references to actually getting this Olympopod out on time on the 7th of February. Sorry about that, but assuming that this afternoon's recording experiences minimal spills, you have another bonus to look forward to later today. But for now, here's day three of the Olympopod Beijing 2022. We had a bit of a cliffhanger. We had actually we had three cliffhangers, but I left the listenership with two predictions that they could make at home. One, would we be back today? Yes, we are. Oh, Woo-hoo! two miracles do come through. They do. Two, did I have COVID? Is it conclusive? Hey. You sound a lot healthier than yesterday. Yeah. Good news. Thirdly. Oh, thirdly, you'd be left with the uh, cliffhanger of how was the mixed uh, ski jumping going to happen? It was not as death-defying as we thought it might be. No, it wasn't. It was fine. They were all going off the middle hill. What's it called? The medium hill? Medium hill? Sure. Sure, sure. Listen, it's something I've been (laughs) thinking about for the last 24 hours since we recorded the last one. You mentioned, you know, were these relevant? I mean, if you're coming to the Olympopod for your breaking news, um, yeah, that's not really our job. No, no. but I mean, we, we know what happens, right? Little, yeah, yeah, we do. They, they jumped and I Slovenia just, okay, won okay, again. Okay, yeah, they did. Sorry, okay, maybe I should maybe I should clarify what I mean is we don't know always the technical terms, but we do know people came off a hill. Yeah, if there's anything I've learned from the last few days and watching all Winter Olympics is that technical terms are not really relevant because most people in the Winter Olympics would rather believe that it's the X Games and would just rather come up with fun things to call things anyway. Mm. So we're cool, you know, it's not about being correct. It's about being rad. Did you watch it? This I didn't watch. I watched highlights of it. And okay. I was delighted to see that Slovenia kicked ass again with Ursha Bogatai in the team who won uh, the women's individual. And now she's got a second gold medal. She's got as many gold medals as Norway has. We'll talk about that later. Mm. But yes, I was personally delighted with Canada's bronze medal because... Alexandra Lutit, she's an 18-year-old and she had got disqualified on Saturday for an illegal suit. Uh, I, I think I read that it was too heavy for its length. Oh. But one of the things I read from one of the Canadian papers was that they're very badly funded, the ski jumpers. And 
herself and one of the other young uh, female ski jumpers were talking about how when they were up there, they were listening to people talking about how, oh, we only have two or three spare skis uh, or new skis to do this jump on. And they were talking about how they have to duct tape their suits back together. So it's kind of a hero story. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's a feel good story that this team, a lot of it is self-funded, including their training, which you wouldn't expect from Canada. No. Uh, not at all, especially like for lots of reasons. They're, they're, all of their sports seems very well funded. Um, so it's, it's disappointing to hear that these, and they are predominantly young women, are having to... Firstly, fund it with their family uh, to, to get to these games in the first place. But uh, unfortunately, as Alexandra found getting disqualified in the singles event, but I am delighted that she comes home with a medal. She's only yeah. 18 years of age. Most It's funny because most of my stories today are Canada related as well. And uh, yeah, I, I find it weird, though, that in a sport where being light and small is such an advantage, that you could be disqualified for having a suit that's too heavy. It was to do with the dimensions of it. Mm-hmm. Did she have wings at the back? <laughs> she had this like little helicopter at the back. Oh, <laughs> uh, like in that uh, short time in cycling where they put motors on in competitive cycling. <laughs> Thought they get away with it. Okay. Yeah, congratulations. That's nice. And Slovenia with another gold. Good work. Um, so you were, you were just mentioning there, though, about the medals, because one of the things was just before these games began, I heard one of the main people behind the predictions of the medals come on to the BBC World Service. And somebody was asking him, how do you enjoy watching the Olympics? Like, do you feel the same joy as we do? Or are you just going, they better win, they better win, because I predicted this. I feel like the medals haven't gone to the places that necessarily we felt they were going. It hasn't been Norway with a clean sweep as mm-hmm. maybe we would have expected. And of course, we've still got many more days left and Norway still have plenty of days to get all of their gold medals. But I, I feel like there have been a few surprises. Yeah, big time. Uh, is this the grace note, their predictions? Yeah, sure. okay. I think I, I think they're the ones who usually make the predictions. Um, yeah, but it's, hard, it's a hard thing to predict. Uh, when you're coming into an Olympics like this, particularly with COVID and everything that's come before and the conditions being so funky as well. So, yeah. But I want to talk about some controversial gold medals today. <gasps> and this is like a two-sided story because it's, a, first of all, wonderful that this person won gold, but he won it under controversial circumstances. I'm talking here about the men's slope style in snowboarding. And Max Parot, who won gold. And first of all, the great side of this story is that Parot had uh, beaten Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2019. Uh, he was diagnosed with it at the end of 2018, had six months of chemotherapy, uh, defeated it. And just two months later, uh, after his final round of chemotherapy, won the X Games gold medal for uh, Big Air in Oslo. But... He probably shouldn't have won gold today. 
in the men's oh, slope no. style. So, so I only heard the good news story when I was yeah. reading about it today. I didn't see it myself, but I saw the commentary coming in and it was all about how wonderful this was. And now oh. you're about to come and rain on the parade. Yeah, I know because, and this is coming from the coverage. I was watching the BBC coverage of this and the judges missed him not execute one of the moves correctly which is apparently a cardinal sin what he committed so he was reaching to grab his board in one of the uh, tricks midair missed it and ended up grabbing both of his knees to keep his body tucked in and that kind of error in execution probably would have cost him the gold medal it might have even bumped him down to bronze or outside of the medals the judges missed it, even though they could have looked at it on the video replay. They decided, well, clearly they didn't do it. And they're under time pressure to make these decisions. And um, apparently the judges are completely distraught by it, which is understandable. But it caught uh, the second place silver medal was a 17-year-old uh, Chinese athlete, uh, Su Yiming, should have received gold. But uh, it was won by Max Paro. And even in this uh, ceremony afterwards, Max wasn't really celebrating like it was kind of he knew that I mean he, he didn't do anything wrong he yeah. didn't make the mistake no, no, it no, was no. a judging error it wasn't like oh. a scandal but yeah uh, everyone is quite disappointed by that so I'm gonna say something which is maybe a little bit controversial but uh, in fact I actually do you know what I know it's not controversial <laughs> at all I think we are too reliant in these in this day and age on TMOs and Hawkeye on video referees I think it's much more exciting in the heat of the game and yes incorrect decisions will be made but I do think that we have got to a stage a watershed moment where we're relying too much and it's disrupting the viewing and it's disrupting the sport I understand with things like snowboarding, there's only one person on at a time. So it's not necessarily pausing the motion of the snowboarder. But I do I do feel like, do you know, what? these things are human error and it is sport and I'm OK with these things happening. Yeah. And, it, and it gives the future Olympopod 100 years from now moments of discussion that was that was exactly <laughs> my point <laughs> it's like without this there would be no olympopod so there you go i'm exactly I, you know so what if there's nine judges overall and the people charged with and missed it you know it's uh it's still a nice story but of course there are people who missed out but that's yeah, life it is and you said the chinese boy who came behind him the 17 year old mm with the silver hopefully we'll see him again um and he is clearly a bit of a promise so that like this will be the fuel for him to get the next gold and go to the x games and maybe get what he deserves there you go well 17 it seems like in these competitions that uh, he may not have too much time left because I was watching. <laughs> I was watching the freestyle skiing, the uh, men's big air, and uh, that's proper X game style. First of all, it's it's uh, seriously impressive. Like the contortions and the tricks are are brilliant. There are people taking off and landing backwards. And my favorite athlete in this was Sweden's uh, Henrik Harlout, who at the age of thirty 
<laughs> What's Nick called the old man? He's the oldest guy in the competition, but he doesn't act that way. <laughs> that's for sure. At the end of uh, each of his uh, his runs, he's uh, yeah in the most American sounding accent. He's like barking. He's like woo, 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 woo. oh yeah, boom, boom, boom. And it's like Henrik. First of all, you're thirty. Second of all, you're Swedish. Get a grip, man. Anyway. Myself and Chris haven't said yeah, yeah, ding dong since we were 29. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And there's another guy, an American called Alexander Hall, who the commentators just casually called A-Hall all the time without any reference to anything. So, so Chris, yeah. I I actually have two big observations. I'm going to give the first one now. We'll talk about something else, and we'll give the second one later. The first one is during when we were doing the bonus episodes for the summer games, mm. you had a lot to say about the Eurosport commentators. Yes, you did. Yeah, like oh, it did. Yes. It's, it's 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 just out it's there. out there. It's out there. <laughs> you had a lot to say. Who was to know that? Five months later, they would all get COVID and you would be the king of the commentating world. But at the time, you went out there, you went out to the limb and you said, Eurosport are shit. So I've been listening to a lot of Eurosport commentary. You said you're following BBC. I'm on Eurosport. And I was listening to the luge. And this something that I've realised is a bit of a pattern. They do a bit of a good cop, bad cop with their commentary. <laughs> so they get one person who's really into it and another person who just sounds like they wish they weren't there. So with the luge, it's fantastic because it's like people hurtling down a mountain at massive speeds. And there's one person just going, yeah, look at that man. <laughs> he, made a, he made a turn there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. A spill. And then the other man goes, ah, it's a spill! It's fantastic. I, I actually really approve of it. Well, they have two of them. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, good cup, bad cup. That's not bad. Um, it's like the Olympopod. Yes. Although I think we're both, oh, yeah! Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Just at different times and sometimes at the same time. So... Well, okay, you talked about age. So, uh, Irene Wurst won her sixth Olympic gold today. The Dutch speed skater achieved this in the 1500 meters. And at, at 35, she's also the oldest ever winner of the 1500. Nice. Mm-hmm. And the Dutch, of course. Apparently, the Dutch are watching speed skating uh, at larger numbers than uh, watching individual speed skating events. At larger numbers than any Tokyo 2020 event, <laughs> which I think is amazing. I, but like the thing is, if Ireland was involved in the speed skating, I would be too. Like it's a very, oh, yeah. it, it's a fantastic thing to watch. I watch it if I've if I've missed it. I've, I watch it on the replays. But you know, if I had a interest in it, I would have the alarm set to watch it. It's a fantastic sport. And I can understand. I can also understand because the Dutch have a lot to prove. This is their sport. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, no, absolutely fair play. And I'm delighted for her uh, to be getting this. And I really hope that she's back in four years, that she can start, you know, setting new records at 39. Yes. Do we have a new flying housewife? 
Anyone remember that reference? I do, Chris. The reason I, I left that pause there is because, you know, I've been looking at our statistics and we're getting some people who've never listened to us before. So <laughs> it does just sound like you're a bit of a misogynist. She's, she was Dutch. <laughs> she was. And she was a sprinter, not on the ice. And uh, <laughs> I'm just I mean, leaving you hanging, yeah. Chris. It's fine. I, 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 history is history. That was what, yeah. I, you know, that's what the Olympic board is all about. It is. Making it, references it, to things. Yes. And if people don't get it, maybe we get cancelled the next day. Exactly. You know, every day so, is a every day is a roller coaster. It is. So if you've just listened to that and you think Chris is a misogynist. Go back to the 1948 Summer Olympic Olympopod. Well, what, was, well what I was going to say is that's <laughs> your lived experience, but maybe go back and listen to the old Olympopods yes. too to hear other flying housewives. Yes, also Dutch. Also Dutch. Fanny Blanker's cool. Mm. Women's hockey. Do you know what, Chris? So I've I've been dipping in and out of the women's hockey. Um, but honestly, it's like something that we would be doing a pod on from 1948 or 1924. Or, or the like, last, yeah, the last time there was a global pandemic. Yes, but like yeah. there's there's there is there's so much going on. I do love this story. Tell us. Yeah, I hope we're talking about the right one. It's uh, the well, fact that you just you just talked about a global pandemic, yes. so I think we are. <laughs> it's the fact that uh, the Canadian women uh, waited for an hour. Some say refused to play. I'm going to go on lean on the side if they were waiting for the test results from the Russian Olympic Committee, their opponents, as uh, there were six Russian players in isolation. And the Canadians, rightly so, said, I don't know if we want to play until we, we find out whether they have COVID. And uh, they waited an hour, decided then that um, uh, they'll play if the Russian team wear masks. The Russians said, yes, we'll wear masks. The Canadians also wore masks. And um, I, can, I can't even imagine how difficult that would have been to play ice hockey any sport, yes, but ice hockey in a mask. In it with a mask on. Uh, but they did it anyway. And uh, the Canadians were clearly angry because they beat the living daylights out of the Russians. Well, so what I heard was that the Russians gave an ultimatum after they had the request to wear masks, which was that we won't play unless mm. the Canadians wear masks. And the Canadians said, fine. Yeah, and so the Canadians wore masks. So that's what I heard. But in terms of the bigger picture, is it not a bit worrying that the IOC don't have this in check? That you know, of, of we're constantly hearing of people being pushed into quarantine. All this that the Russian Olympic Committee are allowed to have people wandering around who may have COVID, may not have COVID, don't are still awaiting their results when every other team has to abide by these rules. I don't, that's the aspect of it that I don't understand. Yeah, I, th I think it's tricky. Like there's so many athletes, so many tests every single day, um, having lived the smaller experience of this, like I think everyone is probably trying their best in this case. And I think this is a, a good example of everyone trying their best where both teams then decide, yes, we'll play with masks. And, exactly, yeah. exactly. So so I'm not no, I'm not being critical of the athletes at all because they did come to a they did come to a resolution and they both played their sticks off. 
but it it is a thing that China are pushing themselves as at the forefront of testing, and they knew exactly how many athletes were coming. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. So that was the aspect that just. It's not so much that it was the Russian Olympic Committee and Canada. It's that it happened to any team that this is the first that we're hearing of it. Mm-hmm. If there is an issue, um, and if there isn't an issue, then why is it happening? So I, I just, I, it was an aspect of the story that I just didn't understand. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, by the second end of the second period, the results did come back, <laughs> and they were all negative. And so the Russians then decided they, they, the Russians took their masks off. Then uh, the Canadians said, "Ah, well, we played two periods with them on. We'll play the last one. Uh, Canada won six one. So it's one thing with COVID wearing a mask; it does give you a little bit of extra warmth on your face. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe this will be something that people will discover. Um, you know, our last full Olympopod." It was 1948 Samaritz, and we were talking about how it was the first time people ever wore any guards on their face during ice hockey. Yeah. Um, and that was just the goalies. You know, maybe from now on they'll be going, do you know what? It's very comfy having a bit of a <sighs> full-on surgical mask on your face when you're playing. Never thought of comfy playing or not playing. But yeah, who knows? Have you, have you ever played with a mask on? Nope. So Actually you don't not. know. You don't, don't know. know. You don't know. There you go. That, that could have been the reason why you didn't get to London ah. uh, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Any other news? Um, I've loved notes, Chris. I wouldn't say news. Hit, <laughs> hit, hit me with your notes, Ruth. So first of all, Beijing 2022 has its first NFT pins. It's in the official Olympic game. Supposedly you can win them or something. Next. I've not I've not done much research into it because it's stupid. And, <laughs> and look, Chris, I happen to be someone who's a bit of an expert on blockchain and NFTs because I've watched a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. So I am the most expert person to say, this is stupid. And at least they're not selling them. At least they're not selling them and it's not some weird pyramid market. But the mm. fact that you're giving legitimacy to this crazy yeah, just momentary whim. Like, I don't want to be watching in 2030 the Winter Olympics on the Metaverse. I don't, I don't want that. So, no. That's my note. And we are pushing a final stop on that. We're not talking about that again. Agreed. Unless it becomes hilarious, in which case we will. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Something I've noticed, and this was during the luge. I just said there that I'm a bit of an expert on the blockchain. But something that I'm really an expert on is flags. And Chris, I've been looking at people's flags. And people are bringing out flags that they haven't owned. And it's something I've really been noticing. So I, I I saw a German flag and it had so many rectangles on it. And it really upset my heart. Here's the thing. It's very easy to iron your flag. It will look gorgeous. You're all staying in hotel rooms. So you can all get an iron or a steamer, something like that. Just steam your flag before you come out. Just bring it into the bathroom when you shower. Just give it a bit of respect. Just give it a bit of respect. 
That's all I'm asking, Chris. Also, in that a saying is fans can't actually cheer out loud. Flags is their way to express themselves at these games. And yes. uh, yeah, focus fully on the flags here. Yeah. So, Chris, we were talking about how this isn't necessarily a news podcast. This is a sports and general information podcast. And we were talking about how there's a lot of sports that aren't in this. You know, at the moment, you know, we have handball, we have football, we have beach handball, we have beach football. Could we not have ice handball? And in particular, could we not have ice football? Ice football. Ice football. Yes, I sent you a video of it. And it does exist. And snow handball does exist. It's beach handball rules, but played on the snow. They've played it in Romania and Argentina. There's snow volleyball. All these things are, you know, they're knocking on the door. And maybe one day they will be there. I don't know if we need to go into detail now, seeing as we have already recorded more than twice the amount we thought we needed to. But we talked a lot of shite as well. We'll, We can leave it. (laughs) We can leave it. We can leave it lingering for future discussions on a a, a rainy day for our sports information and news podcast. Just think about it. Do you want team sports that are you used to seeing on grass or court or even on the sand, but on ice or snow? I say yes. So... I'm just going to say, you sent me a video about ice football. And there was this moment in the commentary where they were saying uh, that this sport got invented by a talk show host. Stefan Raab. Yes. Who was creating a sport for celebrities. Yeah. And I just thought, how is that any different to Badroot inventing a sport for rich English people to slide down a hill very fast. It's literally the whole reason the Winter Olympics are here. Exactly. So, Ice Visible, it's absolutely fantastic. What they do is you're on an ice hockey rink, you wear bowling shoes, so you have absolutely zero grip, and you just try and play football, and you're constantly, absolutely falling down and uh, making a fool of yourself. And it looks fantastic. It does. Demonstration sports status at the very least. We need to bring back demonstration sports. That's how curling got back in. Number one, will we be back tomorrow? Number two, will my COVID test still be mentioned? Yes and yes. I think your COVID test will come back positive on Wednesday. Ooh, okay, you heard it here first.